Welcome to Ashley Unscripted, the podcast that's your go-to source for unfiltered, candid conversations about life, love, and all things pop culture. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'll be here to spill the tea, dish out advice, and share personal stories that will make you feel like you're chatting with your best friend at a cozy sleepover. Tune in as we dive into the real talk that matters to you, from navigating the complexities of dating and relationships to dissecting the latest pop culture headlines. No topic is off limits and no filter is needed. The podcast is all about creating a safe, inclusive space where listeners can come to unwind, laugh, and relate. Join me as I share my own experiences, chat with relatable guests, and explore the fascinating world of human connections, all while keeping it light, lighthearted and engaging. Whether you're seeking advice, looking for a fresh perspective, or just want to be a part of a warm, welcoming community, Ashley Unscripted is a podcast that's here to make you feel at home. So grab your favorite snack, settle in, and get ready for a dose of girl talk that's unfiltered as it gets. Remember, you're not alone, and we're in this together. And every episode is like a heart-to-heart conversation with your closest best friend. Welcome to Ashley Unscripted. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Ashley Unscripted. I hope you all had a wonderful week and you're having a great start to your week so far. Um, let's see, this past weekend was the county fair in my state, so we went, and it was a lot of fun. Um, I haven't been to the county fair in a very long time. Um, I think it's been like a few years now since we've been to the county fair, and like every year we go, it's become more and more expensive. (laughs) Like I spent, I think like $55 just on the fair. And I noticed that this year that there weren't as many rides as there normally have been. So it's like I'm paying more money for less, which seems to be the case for everything. So like lately with um, inflation and all that crap, like I noticed that like a lot of the rides that were available were like kiddie rides. Like after I went on a lot of rides that like I would enjoy, I was kind of like, okay, that's it. Like, half of it was just for children. So I'm like, I don't know. I kind of miss the days where it was like a bunch of rides. You really got, like, your bang the, your bang for your bucks at the same. Um, and then one of the rides that my sister and I went to go on, um, someone ended up throwing up on the ride. It was that, what was that ride? The zero gravity ride that goes around the circle and, like, presses your back up against the wall and stuff like that, so we wanted to go on that ride, but someone threw up on it, so they had to clean it off, um, and so at that point, we were kind of like, let's just move on to a different one, um, and after that, we walked around with my mom and dad, we saw some of the animals, I feel like there's not, there weren't that many animals at the fair either this year, like, I don't know, it's just like, what happened to my childhood, like, what I remember growing up, there was always so many animals to go and see, there were so many rides, like, it just felt like it used to be bigger, and now it's not that much to really go and see. I mean, it's still a lot of fun. Like, you have the games. I don't pay to play those games. Because I feel like a lot of them are rigged. Um, but, like, you saw the games. You saw the food, which is expensive as hell. Like, we used to get um, shish kebabs when we went there. And so I was going to get that, right? And so I think the shish kebab without fries was $15. And you only got one skewer. One. One skewer for $15. And if you wanted to add fries, and it was an additional $3, so it was a total of $18. I'm like, so th- let me get this straight. I'm paying $15 for one skewer 
of chicken. Fifteen dollars for one skewer of chicken? Are, are you are you are you joking me right now? Like my dad got a gyro and that was fifteen dollars. I don't know how much the turkey turkey legs were, but that's a big reason as to why we like to go is for the turkey legs. So I'm like, I'ma just I was like <laughs> you know how our parents were always like, We have food at home. That's exactly how I was. I'm like, We have food at home and I will go home and cook it. I'm not paying fifteen dollars for this, especially because I just bought groceries. So why would I pay fifteen dollars? When I can just go home and the meal I'm going to make is not going to take that long to make. So, I don't know. I enjoy the fair. I do think it's a bit of a rip-off though um, for what you get in the long run. Like I paid $40 for those for a wristband that allows you to go on the rides um, multiple, like as many times as you want. Unlimited amount of times. And like I said, there weren't that many rides to really go on. So I'm paying $40. <laughs> to go on a few rides and I mean there's only so many times I'm gonna want to ride something right but it was nice just to get out and to spend time with my family um what else not much really has happened to me in the last week or so um I was talking to my girlfriend the other day um and she plays basketball like semi-professionally and so one of her friends slash teammates um, it seems like she's been picking on her lately, right? So she, my girlfriend told me the comment that this quote friend said towards her because my, my partner has been trying to, has been trying out for different teams lately and the team she really wanted to make didn't pick her, but she still has some more trials coming up. Um, and so this friend made a really smart remark about no one wanting her and my girlfriend's roommate was there as well and the roommate was just like does this person have a problem with you like it seems like they're always in competition with you like why would she say something like that and then my partner also let me know that her mom has noticed that this person seems to be in competition with her as well like like why would she say like it's like whenever people like certain people come around this person then wants to like try to one-up my girlfriend it's like she's trying to show off in front of people basically and um, all this sort of reminded me of like this experience I had with um, someone in my freshman year of college. Um, like we we went to high school together. Um, we weren't super close in high school, but towards our senior year, we kind of grew closer together because we played a sport together. And then we ended up going to the same college together for freshman year. Um, it was a coincidence, really. Um, but we ended up going together. And so I was so excited to be going to school with someone I kind of knew because I'm pretty introverted. Like I have a hard time putting myself out there and I don't really make friends that easily. So it was nice to go to school with someone that I knew. But that experience quickly, quickly turned on me um, because it was kind of like she didn't like me for being myself. Like everything I did, she had a problem with. And like on one hand, I really appreciated her helping me step outside my comfort zone. But on the other hand, it really felt like, well, if you don't like me, then why are you hanging out with me? Like, it's, it's like she, everything I did was just like a problem to her. And I'm just like, you know, you don't have to hang out with me if you don't like me. Like, if you're always going to have a smart remark, if you're always going to try to convince me that some, what I'm doing is wrong and your way is always right, then like, you can go and, and be friends with other people. Like, I'm not desperate for friends. Um, and it got so bad cause like we were there for an entire year. So as the year progressed, it just got 
worse and worse to the point where I was like on the phone with my mom crying about it all the time. Um, so I eventually had to cut that person loose. Um, like I think the moment we left for summer break, I was like, delete your number. I'm done. I think she called me like, like a few, a couple of weeks after we left school and I'd never answered the phone. So I haven't heard from her since. Why well, I, I heard from her, um, a couple of summers ago during COVID when, um, Black Lives Matter movement was really ramping up and she reached out to me. Um, but I was kind of like, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, I basically told my partner, like, people like that who are constantly trying to tear you down, who always have a comment to say about your life, who are always so critical of you, um, or trying to embarrass you in front of people, like, those kind of people, I think, are just miserable people and they don't have a life of their own. Like, they see you being happy, they see you being yourself, and they can't really understand why you like like why are you content living your life the way you do when it's not when I'm not content living my life the way I do like you might not even think that people would be envious of you in your situation at all because you because you know what you're going through in life like you could be going through a horrible time in your life you could be going through um you could just be a pretty average normal person and but yet you you have people in your life who are constantly trying to bring you down, trying to make you feel miserable, constantly commenting on your life, criticizing you. And you're just kind of like, what did I do to you for you to constantly be mean to me? And it's just that, that that person sees a light in you that they don't have in themselves. And they feel like, if I if I can't shine, then this person can't shine either. And it doesn't make sense because like, like I, growing up, I've experienced many people like this. Um, and I've always wondered like, what is it about me that people feel the need to always pick on me for? Like, I've always been like maybe a shy, reserved person. I'm not one to show my personality right away when people first meet me. Um, but I've always been someone that, that people always wanted to pick on. And I'm like, what is it about me? People constantly feel the need to comment on my life for like I'm constantly getting criticisms and I'm sitting here minding my own business and as I've gotten older I've just kind of realized like these people are just miserable they are miserable people who have nothing else going on there's something about you that you might not even notice about yourself that they constantly are trying to bring down because they can't understand why you have that and they don't and like in reality if they learn to love themselves they can see that they have their own light that can be shown like you don't have to tear down people to um, bring yourself up. So if you have someone like that in your life, or if you've encountered people like that in your life, just know that you have like this shining light that needs to be, um, that needs to be shown. And, you know, just cause people constantly have criticisms to say and, um, constantly have remarks to make about you, or they're always trying to change you because they don't like you for you just know that you're more powerful than you think and that you need to keep going that's a sign for you to keep going so the new music video for usher's new song boyfriend came out and guess who is a special guest in his music video that's right the one and only kiki palmer um i love the pettiness of a virgo as a virgo 
I think we can be extremely petty when we want to be. Um, I think we could be so nice for so long. And then when people want to play in our faces, we're just like, oh, you thought you, oh, you thought you won this. No, let me tell you, you, you didn't. Okay. Um, I haven't seen the video yet, but from my understanding in the video, what she does is she's dressed up as Usher, dancing as him, I guess in various parts of the video. Um, and I think in her caption on Instagram or something, she was explaining how like, this has always been a dream of hers and Usher was one of her favorite artists growing up. So it's like, it's like such an honor for her to even be in the video. And so, of course, everyone and their mother on Twitter had something to say about this, especially the men. Um, Men don't like it. (laughs) I don't think men like it when women stand up for themselves and they're like, okay, I'm not going to put up with this, right? So let's go back a little bit. If some of you don't know or if you forgot why this is even a big deal, um, Kiki and her boyfriend... Darius I think his name is I think recently broke up and um, they just had a baby together Kiki went to Vegas to see Usher in his residency and while she was there she was up dancing with him and so Darius posted a tweet like why are you dressed like that like you're a mother you should be ashamed of yourself basically like like you know um posting something that probably shouldn't have been brought online about how Kiki was dressed and how she should be more respectful because of like her new role in life, which is being a mom. And so then they shortly broke up after that. Um, so everyone had an opinion on that, right? Like people like some people were on Darius' side, some people were on Kiki's side of the whole thing. And um, I honestly feel like that Darius, if he had a problem with how Kiki was dressed, he should have addressed that with her um, offline because like. We say this time and time again, like, your relationship is not our problem. We don't want to hear about your drama. I mean, I guess we do because we're bored people, but, like, what y'all go through isn't really our issue, you know? So, a lot of people were saying that, like, Darius was being so rude, so disrespectful, um, and that it's not really his place to, like, dictate what someone wears right and then of course the men come into the conversation about how like she needs to respect her man like he he should be able to feel some kind of way about how she dresses and you know this that and the other and it's and to be honest I think what Kiki was wearing wasn't too bad for a girl's night out in Vegas um you know I don't think what she was doing in that video was disrespectful I think she was having fun He's a huge fan of Usher, and I think most women and most men would act a fool if their favorite artist came and danced with them, right? So then once they broke up, then Twitter really, you know, um, was in a tizzy because now they're like, oh, you're breaking up another black family. A lot of people were saying how, like, this is why, like, it's always, like, the woman's fault for why, like, the man isn't in in the baby's life because they end these relationships over something that's petty and like people are kind of miss are forgetting that like just because a family like the mom and dad or the parents aren't together right doesn't mean that you can't be sort of a family and that the father can't still show up for the kids like this just goes to show that a lot of times men are only there showing up for the kids if they're able to be with the woman 
And if they're not able to be with the woman, then they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to do anything for the kid. Like a man can still be there for their child, whether they are with the wife or not. I mean, not the wife, but like the woman or not. Right. Um, And so people are just making this bigger deal of them not being together and that this is why like black women are always breaking up black families, but not even putting like that responsibility on the man for also breaking up his black family because why did he go online and, and say that about Kiki when if he did feel some type of way, like I think he can feel some entitlement, not entitlement, like, like I think he's kind of entitled to his opinion, right? If he felt like she was dressing appropriately, why didn't you go and say that to her? Like text her, right? You know, I have a theory that they were broken up before, like when she went to the concert, I think they might've been on rocky terms already, or they had already ended things. Um, because like, why didn't you just call her or say, like, I would assume y'all, they live together. So he would have seen what she wore before she left. But I don't know. I guess maybe, I don't know. I I assume rich people who live that close to Vegas from LA just fly there like (laughs) right before the show. But like, I don't know. I would assume that he had an idea of what she might be wearing. But after all this went down thinking, I think they were broken up before they, before she went to that show. And that's why he reacted that way. But, um, you know, I just want to say that, like, as someone who grew up in a household where her parents are still together and have been together for almost 40 years, and that's including dating and then getting married, staying together just for the kids or to have, uh, or just to see the parents together isn't always healthy if the parents are not getting along. And maybe Kiki and Darius felt like their relationship wasn't working out and they decide to go their separate ways, that doesn't mean that the kid can't see a healthy relationship. I think it's better for kids to see their parents happy than to see their parents miserable. And if their parents are happy as two individual people in other relationships, I think that's better than seeing seeing their parents together and absolutely miserable with one another. Like, people don't think that kids are as smart as they are or that they pick up on things as quickly and easily as they do but kids see everything and I don't blame I don't know if Kiki did it or Darius did it or what happened but I don't blame them for going their separate ways after this incident went down if Kiki felt like this is disrespectful and I don't want to be with you you know and a lot of people always want to blame the black women for ending or ruining black families when I think it's really um inspiring to see women stand up for themselves in relationships and nip it in the bud before it gets worse because if you stay like I don't know people show you their true colors all the time and so if this person is showing you something that you don't like I can guarantee you that thing is not going to change it's just going to get worse and um it's always just healthier I think for kids to grow up in a healthy loving environment and the and parents don't have to stay together for kids to have that and I think a lot of black men feel threatened by that but that doesn't mean that they still can't be in their kids life that's the part um that that really threw me because a lot of black men were saying that like she's going to prevent him from seeing his son And where did anybody even say that in the conversation? You know, like, just because they're not together doesn't mean he can't still come see his son. 
Like y'all only see your ability to be a parent if you're with the mom. And that's not the case. Like you could still very much be a hands-on parent. And a lot of people have success in being co-parents. And I think there are different family dynamics that would just work for each individual person. Like some people want to have that partner, right? So they want to be able to get married and have a kid. And if they don't get married, they won't have kids. There are some people who will, who rather have a kid by themselves. There are some kid, kids, there are some people who would rather have kids with a friend. And I think however you choose to have a family is up to you. You just need to do what's healthiest and best for that child. Because I think we have a lot of children growing up with dysfunction in their life and parents are doing what I honestly think is selfish, um, which is staying with people who are absolutely abusive to them just because you want your kids to see what to have both of the parents in the house. Like, like that, that, that makes no sense to me. Why would you want to see your kids? Why would you want your kids to see you going through such turmoil all the time with your partner when it would be better for them to see you happy? Like you're only staying there because you want to be with that person, not because your kids want you to be. And like, and like I'm not a child of divorce, so I, I can't really speak on what it's like to not have both parents in the house. Um, but I know some kids do would have preferred that. But I think that maybe y'all should also look at things from like maybe your parents' point of view as to why it didn't work out. And maybe be grateful that your parents didn't have you in a situation where they were constantly fighting each other and miserable all the time. Um, so yeah. I I love the pettiness that Kiki did by being in this video. And I do hope Darius gets to have a relationship with his son. I think he learned a lesson not to put your one's business out there in the streets. And if you have a problem with someone, hit them up on their line. You don't have to tweet it. And if you can't contact them, then don't contact them. Clearly, they don't want to be in contact with you. <laughs> and let them live their lives. Like, how one dresses does not dictate the kind of parent they're going to be. Okay, women are allowed to go out and have fun. Women are allowed to go out and show a little bit of skin from time to time. Men walk around topless all the time. And I don't see y'all talking about the kind of parent they're going to be. So what's wrong with how she was dressed? She looked cute. She was out having fun. She wasn't making out with the man um, on stage. Like, come on now. Okay, so there was this girl on TikTok her video's been going around lately. Um, I think she's from Australia, judging by her ac accent. It doesn't sound like a, a UK accent, but I don't know. She's not American. But this white girl posted this video about how growing up, she's always wanted to live in a sundown town. And that she thought it was like this cute little quaint town, kind of like what you saw in Gilmore, Girl Gilmore Girls with um stars hollow or a town like that and now she's just learning what a sundown town actually is and i remember like when i saw that video clip i was thinking you know when i learned about what a sundown town is i was like the next sentence after that was then telling you exactly what a sundown town is and like sundown towns are not like something that like people really know about especially outside of america like people barely know about them here in america i think we're just now learning about not only what they are, but that some of them are still around. 
So the fact that this girl was going around saying that she's always wanted to live in a sundown town and had no idea what that meant, everybody's calling BS, including me. Because it's, I'm just, like, like, when did you learn about a sundown town? Like, usually, like, I'm, I'm, not to be 100% certain, but I'm pretty sure that most times when people talk about a sundown town, they're telling you what it is. Like, they're not just set, unless someone just was like, oh yeah, I live in a sundown town. Most times, I would think you would ask, oh, what's a sundown town? Or like, someone would explain to you what it is. Like, it's not just something people are just saying to name a town a cute name. Um, And this just goes to show a lot of times how like, one, people will say and do anything for clout and to get video views, obviously, because here I am talking about it. Millions of other people have been talking about it. But also just goes to show how like people don't like to do research on things before actually talking about it. Um, because a quick little Google search would have told you exactly what a sundown town is. Um, and for those of you who don't know what a sundown town is, that's um, a town where black people were not allowed to be out once the sun went down. And if they were caught outside their house when the sun went down, then they could get arrested, beaten, probably lynched, like a whole lot of horrible things. Um, And these towns still exist today. Um, I don't know if the laws have changed in these towns. Well, no, I guess the laws are still in effect if they're still considered a sundown town. So if you're caught out after dark, that's it for you. Um, And like, there's like a lot of just deep rooted history. (sighs) Child, there's a lot of deep-rooted history when it comes to just Black Americans, and a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't realize that, and a lot of people um, discount our experience here in the country um, because they want to erase the horrible history that has happened to us. Like I look at DeSantis in Florida, right? He's trying to get rid of certain um, curriculum in school so that children aren't learning about slavery anymore. If they do learn about slavery, they're learning about it as if it was an internship that helped black Americans gain citizenship in this country or whatever the hell he's trying to do. Um, It's just constantly like just whitewashing of our history or just choosing to be completely ignorant of stuff and then going around spreading this information as if it's just like a quirky little mistake. Like, I didn't know. Like, girl, what the hell is wrong with you? Like... Like, stuff like this is is serious. And, like, I don't think people even understand how how truly bad slavery was. Like, I think we get, like, a very um, washed-down version of what slavery was. But, like, when you really hear true accounts of how they treated black people and how that trickles down to today, you wouldn't find her joking about what she thought sundown town was funny. It just seems ignorant, to be honest. Um... And stuff like that just irks me so, so much. This actually reminds me of like um, those TikTok videos or like YouTube videos people do when they're going around, mainly in Europe, um, doing those street interviews, asking people um, about like, what is it they usually ask them about? Like, do you know anything about black Americans, right? And people always want to say, well, or like America in general, 
But in this case, I'm talking about black Americans and they'll be like, oh, black Americans don't have a culture. I feel bad for them because they don't know where they come from. Blah, 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 blah. Um, but unlike me, where I know exactly where I come from and it's like, it's like you guys are reiterating a lot of what these white supremacists want you to believe. This, this is what creates divide within the diaspora because you guys are over here thinking you're better than us because you come from the continent of Africa and we don't, but I don't really understand how come it's always black Americans people tend to come for when slavery affected so many of um, a lot of predominantly black countries today, right? Maybe not predominantly black countries, but a lot of other countries um, today, right? Like, I don't hear people ever saying that Caribbean people don't know where they came from. I don't hear people saying that Afro-Latinos don't know where they came from, right? Like, it's like when black Americans um, want to rep the fact that they come from a certain southern state. It's like, no, you don't actually, no, like, where do you actually come from? I remember once I posted a TikTok video about this exact topic, right? And what I was saying in the video is that how people tend, when they tend to ask me where am I from, and I say I'm from America, I might even say what state I'm from. They're like, no, like, where are your parents from? And I'll say, well, my mom's from Georgia, my dad's from um, North Carolina slash the DMV. Um, And it's like that answer isn't enough for them or they'll push further and be like, no, you should learn like where in Africa your family comes from and all this stuff. And you know, for so long I had, I felt like I had an identity crisis. I'm not going to lie. Cause I felt like I didn't know. I didn't really feel proud to be black. Cause I felt like we didn't have a culture. Like I also fed into those beliefs that we don't have a culture, but as I've gotten older and really realized that like we do have a culture it just sometimes doesn't feel like we do because we it's being shared with everybody else and others are trying to tell us what our culture is and isn't. Um, or people are trying to keep us out of our own, our own culture. And so I don't think a lot of people really realize that what they might view as American culture, if they even view that Americans have culture, a lot of that is really black culture and is rooted in blackness. Um, and that... And it's even sadder to hear that other black people within the diaspora feel as if we don't have a culture. And the only way we would have a culture is if we have some connections back to Africa somehow. And so I have to explain to people that like, I have a culture. I know exactly where I come from. Like, this is what I had to say. Like this woman under my TikTok video was like, well, technically you didn't answer the question because you don't know where you come from. Like saying you're from America isn't right because black people are indigenous to America. So you technically don't know where you come from. And so I had to tell her, like, I know exactly where I come from. I know where my mom comes from and where my dad comes from. I'm more connected to my mom's side though. Um, And just because you don't know much about black cultures, yes, black cultures, there's more than one African-American culture if y'all didn't know that, um, doesn't mean that I don't know. Um, I don't have to be from Africa to know where I come from. I don't think anyone else in the diaspora outside of Africa has to know exactly where in Africa they came from to be proud of where they came from. And it's always just black Americans that get told that you shouldn't be proud to be where you're from if you're not from Africa. I feel like everyone else gets to wave their flag high and be proud of themselves. And if I said I was from Jamaica, that would be have been the end of the the. The conversation. If I had said 
I'm from Brazil, that would have been the end of the conversation. If I said I was from Haiti, that would have been the end of the conversation. But it's like I constantly, it's like I constantly feel like I have to fight and defend myself. And I don't really like having to claim America, but that's where the hell I'm from, <laughs> you know? And like, and like, I know my roots, like I, like up to a certain point, And I'm proud of that. You know, I am from the Geechee Gullah culture, which is along the coast of North Carolina down to Florida. If you don't know about it, you can Google it. But there's also a bunch of other African-American cultures within the United States that I didn't even know about. But it's it's something that you can learn about. Instead of just saying Black Americans don't have a culture, how would you just think, oh, I don't know if they have a culture. Maybe I should go learn about it. Maybe I should go learn. And then you'll see that Black culture is different in each state. Like, it's like from state to state, you can go from New York down to Maryland, down to Virginia, down to Georgia, down to Florida, out to California. And you will see that black culture is so different in all of those areas. I guess we have like, like a lot of things in common, but once you get down to the root of everything, it's like, it's different, but it's also the same. And and a lot of it does root back to um, our ancestors who were slaves, who brought over their cultures and try to keep their cultures alive. But it really does, it's like, it goes into that whole, of like, thing of, like, trying to discount slavery. Like, slavery was very much real, okay? That's not something we can deny at this point. Like, it's like, let's stop trying to erase that history and just start to learn from it at this point. And, you know, and so when people say stuff like Black Americans don't have culture, I just want you to know that you are feeding into what um, the white supremacists want you to believe and you're causing a further divide within the diaspora that they want you to, that they want us to have. And you are also discounting the, the effects of slavery, which they also want you to have. Like you're literally playing into their hand. Like, I don't think y'all really realize how ignorant you sound, but that's what they, they want this. And you're, you're doing exactly what they want when you say these comments. So Next time you think that, oh, black Americans don't have a culture, how about you actually think about that you don't know about it and go and Google it? Because believe it or not, every single race on this planet has a culture. I know we like to say white people don't have a culture. They have a culture and it's different with amongst different countries and continents, but it's there. And you can very much learn about it. Google is free. But don't go around saying a bunch of ignorant things because you think it's cute and funny or you see it on the internet or you just simply don't know. Like, I don't know about many other cultures within the black diaspora, but I'm never going to fix my mouth to say that there, the other nations don't have a culture. Like, come on now. I just went on this huge rant. <laughs> but like stuff like this pisses me off because it just discredits our existence it feels like it really does and I don't think a lot of people especially white people understand that um that when you make comments like this it's not funny you know you can go and learn it's not my job to teach you but I'd be happy to well actually I don't know much about anything but you because I'm still learning myself but you know making little quirky jokes and videos about stuff like this isn't cute and funny it just shows how ignorant you are all right, what's another headline I want to talk about? Um, so apparently Irv Gotti, where was he? He wants young women to like him for his personality. Well, no, 
<laughs> that's someone's tweet. So apparently Irv Gotti was saying he's worth like, what, $100 million or something? I don't remember. And he was on some podcast talking about this. Um, and it, and he was like, he feels like now that he's dating and all this stuff, that young women in their 20s only want to date him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> only want to date him for his buddy. <laughs> Someone tweeted that she's was like, well, I'm 40 and I'll date him for his money. <laughs> Stuff like this just makes me laugh because <laughs> men literally set up society, right? So that women have to be dependent on them. And it was like this for centuries, not even just decades, y'all, but centuries where women had to depend on men to survive. Like, even the whole concept of marriage was really a woman going from her dad's house to her husband's house and the father had to pay the man to take her, basically. And like it wasn't until, what, the 60s, 70s, where women couldn't even open up bank accounts by themselves. Um, women used to have to get permission from their husbands to get a divorce. Um, it was seen as a taboo, taboo for women to go out into the workforce and work. And I think some women couldn't, like, a lot of jobs wouldn't even hire women so it was really the man who was allowed to work and the women had to stay home and take care of their children um like society has been set up like this for centuries and now here we are in the new day and age and men are getting upset that women only want to date them for their money well that's what y'all wanted um, so this says, Irv Gotti, who's worth over $100 million, is heartbroken, says he can't find love. All the girls he meets in their 20s asks for money. My thing is, why is he only looking for women who are in their 20s, though? That's a bit weird. Like, this man looks like he could be at least 60 years old. Um, he recently sold his catalog for $300 million and believes he can't find true love because people ask him for money. I mean, I understand how he feels. Like, if people deserve to have love no matter what. Um, but, child, times are rough. And if you're dating people, if you're dating girls in their 20s, what makes you... Oh, my gosh. Okay. Does he realize that women in their 20s barely have any money? Like, no one's out here making six figures, let alone $300 million. $300 million. So, of course, when you're meeting these younger women, they're going to really want you for your money because they're out here trying to get their life started. Not saying that older women also wouldn't want to use you for your money. But it's like, you're literally, you're literally, literally, oh my gosh, you're literally trying to date a woman who's basically fresh out of high school, let's be honest, fresh out of college, um, out here hustling, trying to make ends meet. Inflation is high. Student loan debts are about to be turned back on. Our government hates us. And you're mad that someone, you're out here rich as you are almost, okay, never mind. I'm not even going to try to figure that out. But you're out here $300 million richer and upset that you're dating these young women who want to use you for your money. Like, (laughs) I'm not saying that he shouldn't. I mean, he shouldn't be dating women in their 20s with how old he is. But I also don't think it's like, I think you need to look at the situation for what it is. Like you're dating someone who is 
starting their life out, of course they're going to see dollar signs and be like, oh my gosh, this person can fund my life. This person can help me do X, Y, and Z. You know, I think, like, yes, if you want love, then maybe you should be dating women a little bit older than you who have gone through life a little bit. (laughs) I can't get over that tweet where the woman was like, well, I'm 40 and I'll date him for his money. But like, I think going for younger women and then being upset that they want to use you for your money is a is a mistake. Um, like I'm 27, and if someone were to show up in my life, like willing to fund it, not fund it, but if they had a lot of money, I think I'd be looking at them like, oh okay, <laughs> like I could have fun with that. Like you know, like for young women, I don't think love is always on their mind, especially when dollar signs are being presented. Like I think they're saying, I can have fun with this. Um, and so, I don't know, I think, <laughs> I can't get over it, it just makes you laugh. Because, like, men complain about this stuff all the time. But that's how y'all set things up to be, though. And now you're upset that that's what women expect from you. Um, like, y'all want a traditional woman, but then you aren't really, to, you're not willing to hold up the tradition on your end. Because, um, like, let's be honest, like, a traditional relationship, right, is where the man is the breadwinner. He takes care of the woman financially. And then if you want the woman to stay at home or to cook for you and clean and take care of the kids, then you need to hold up the your end of the bargain, right? So it's kind of like, of course, a lot of women are looking for men to take care of them because that's all they've really known. You know, y'all want these traditional values and lifestyles, but aren't willing to hold up your end of the tradition. (laughs) Like you want to, like nowadays men want these traditional relationships, but they don't, but then they want the woman to also work, also contribute to the bills and also take care of the kids and also cook and also clean. And some men don't even like it when women have help come in and do some of those things for them. Like they want their woman to do all of it. And I'm just like, yeah, but like, so then you're only doing maybe, how many was that? I don't know. I'm bad at percentages, but you're only doing a portion of helping out with the household. Like all you're doing is paying half the bills while the woman is paying the other half of the bills and everything else. Like I don't like everyone's relationship, like do what works for you. Right. But I don't think you can be begging for a traditional relationship and you're not traditional on your end. It's just the woman who's traditional. Right? Like, that makes no sense. And then I I think it's going to take a while for society to really change. And for, like, if y'all really don't want women to want you for your money, then, like, you need to, one, stop flaunting your money. Um, And two, I think, I don't know if society will ever change in that aspect, but, like, you have to really realize that for centuries, that's how things were set up. That men controlled everything and that they were supposed to take care of the women. So that's why a lot of women now expect stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve love. Um, everyone I think deserves love. I just think he needs to be a bit more like, like clearly the women in their 20s aren't the way to go. I say date a little bit older, maybe date women in your in your age range. Also date women in your tax bracket. Like there are women out there who are making, if not $300 million, or at least bringing home six figures on their own. You know, like you don't have to get someone young who doesn't have a job because um, most 20-year-olds are not making six figures, okay? I know a lot of, like, we see a lot of influencers out here living the high life. Like, most of us are not making that kind of money. Um, 
So I think date people that are in your social circle as well. So you don't feel taken advantage of. Um, And stop trying to live this like you can't have your cake and eat it too. You really can't. So it's like I kind of don't. I'm like, I don't know. It's not that I don't feel bad for the guy. I don't really know him. But it's like, let's be realistic. Okay. (laughs) Let's be realistic in your expectations. You don't want people using you for your money. Then date someone who has money. There's that. Most 20-year-old women do not have money like that. And they're going to see dollar signs and be like, yep, you can help me travel the world, become an influencer, get my own, stack my own bread, and do what I want to do. Like, come on now. This man old enough to be these girls' grandfather talking about (laughs) dating women in their their 20s. Okay, so as I wrap up the show here, I'm going to give my unpopular opinion of the week. And this week, it's you do not need to post your kids online. Um, I actually saw this TikTok from this creator where she was, she worked, oh, I forgot for what government agency. But she was talking about how easy it is for people to sell your kids photos and videos on the dark web. And a lot of where they get this content from is from your own social media. And that... Accessing accessing the dark web is actually not that hard. I think it's just a plugin or a VPN or something. Um, but like she was urging people like please stop posting your kids online. And like I've been saying that for a while. Like y'all do too much content with your children. Like and it's cute and all. Like a lot of us are normal people where we just see a cute picture or video of your child. And it's like oh my gosh so cute. But there's some weirdos out there and they're selling kids stuff on the dark web for pornography. Um so if you're listening to this and you have kids, I urge you please please cut back on how often it is you are posting your kids online because people are weirdos. Like they'll people do anything for money. Um and I don't think we should be subjecting our kids to the internet that often anyway before they even can consent to having their image online um because like some people grow up and don't want to be found online at all which I respect like that's your decision so I think you guys should have let that be your child's decision when they decide to get older like I like seeing a lot of celebrities these days that like have kids but, like we never get to see those kids like look at Gigi Hadid like I forget she has a daughter that girl's probably almost 10 years old at this point. Like, you, she never posts her. And if she does post her, she blurs out most of her body, but, like, her face and everything. Like, she doesn't post her child. And I think a lot of people should do that. I like, guess it's cute to make content around your kids. And it's probably a quick way to make money from it. Which is also a different discussion for a different day that y'all are making money off your kids. But I say be be careful out there with posting your children online because... There are some weirdos out there selling your kids information and stuff. I'm like, hell, they're probably selling our stuff out there that we don't know about on the dark web. Um, the internet could be a fun place to be. It can also be a scary place to be. So just be careful, y'all. Okay, guys, um, that's all I have for you this week. I really appreciate you listening. And if you really love this episode, please follow either on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. And please send this episode to all your friends and family, hell, even your enemies. And I'll talk to y'all next week. Bye, guys.